Welcome to the new episode of Sportsy. Let's aim sports. Today we have with us a equestrian, Imtiaz Anis, who took the horse riding like a fish to water, and it soon became a passion for him, one that continued throughout his life, beginning with the first competition win at the age of six, eventually winning the multiple equestrian events both nationally and internationally. Imtiaz is the only Indian rider to compete at the equestrian three-day event at Olympic Sydney 2000 at the age of 30. Please welcome trainer, educator, competitor, and a qualified equestrian Australian level two instructor and a coach, as well as a Sydney 2000 Olympian, who is an author of a book, Riding Free. Imtiaz Anis. I was pounding, and yet I was sitting still. I was where thousands of eventing riders around the world had dreamt of being. The Olympics. Seconds. It looks as if he'll probably make the time, and he does quite comfortably. Eighty-three. Riding free, my Olympic journey is about achieving the impossible, and truly hope it inspires you enough to never give in. Hi, Mtiaz. It's uh, great to have you on Sportsy. Let's aim sports. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, believe me, it is so much fun. Uh, we, again, uh, uh, on the on a different aspect, it is we get to hear, uh, get to host uh, people from the sporting industry, from say uh, cricket or basketball or football and all those things, but never had a chance to ho- host a equestrian. Uh, it is uh, it is something which is so amazing, and it is not only equestrian and and uh, the long accolades of a trainer, educator, and competitor, all those things, but also a uh, 2000 uh, Sydney Olympian, recently uh, converted author with his new book called Riding Free. So, Imtiaz, uh, great to have you here. Thank you again. What a, a lovely introduction. It's very kind. Uh, the in, it, introduction has to be lovely for you because the your companion is so lovely. It is the horse. I it's, it's one of the most lovely companion that you can get. So uh I I just tried my best uh with, with that but uh, uh one question that I I get to ask my athletes who come come on my show it's how it all started because it is not a game for masses. It is not that everybody goes and how much ever I love the animals it's not like I'm going to go love the horse and start riding it and, and go to that level. How was the beginning for you? Well, I was very fortunate uh, because my uh, mother and my grandfather were both uh, avid horse people and horsemen, and uh, they went to the riding club every day. So I was taken at a very young age, at four years old. So I was accustomed to the horse, and uh, you know, I grew passionate about it. I got very close to it. So there was no fear factor. I was already, you know, uh, very, very fond of them. So, and then I was very sporty. Played a lot of sports in. Uh, 
in life. And when I was young, I always thought, you know, I, I always dreamt, you know, since I was six years old, I wanted to represent India. You know, I used to do victory speeches and, you know, people in the bathroom sing songs. Mine was always a, a victory speech and I would be, you know, thanking everybody that actually helped me and things like that, you know. Uh, I would, uh, you know, actually have a podium in the house, you know, I used to put it with chairs and stand on it every day and say, thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, my mother. Thank my father. Things like that. Uh, because I just wanted to represent India. And it's funny you ask that because I didn't even know which sport, you know, when you're that young, you don't know how you're good at any sport, you know. So uh, I thought first it could be uh, running because I was, a, you know, very, I was a good runner, you know. Uh, so obviously I wasn't fast enough. And then I thought I was a good swimmer, you know, but obviously not good enough. But horses always was a part of my life. So I then decided I'm going to pursue the question. Okay, so glad you perceived uh, uh, perceived that and not uh, kept uh, focusing on the running and swimming, uh, so that at least we we got the Olympian to represent the country. But uh, I'm sure the journey wasn't easy, even though you had the horseman in the family. It wasn't a it wasn't a journey which becomes pretty easy because it's a you're you're dealing with uh, not equipment, you are dealing with uh, a partner in the whole process. So how was that journey dealing with the partner, and what kind of these things teaches you? Uh, uh, in, in journey. It's interesting you uh, bring this up because like any other sport, like you look at cricket or you look at football, once the sport is over, you put your equipment in a pit bag and, and, and it's over. With a horse, it's not. So whether you have a good day, whether you have a bad day, whether you can win or you can even fall, you still have to come back and look after that horse. You know, you have to bathe it, groom it, feed it, water it. So there's a lot more than just any other sport. It teaches you uh, humility. It teaches you resilience. It teaches you punctuality you know there's so many things that this sport can teach you it's unbelievable and it's actually just actually taking care of something else rather than yourself you know most sports they're all about themselves you know it's all about uh, uh, you know me 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 in our sport it's not you know i would love to say i'm the question olympian but actually my horse is as much of a question olympian than me yeah. if not more you know so and i always say it's the horses and that's why you know when you uh, when i tell my story also through that book uh, that you mentioned earlier it's always around the horses because each and everyone has played a very important part. But this sport, there's so much more than an average sport. Right. So, uh, so in, in while growing up, uh, how did you actually develop that thing? Yes, you like the horses. You are not, there are no fear of falling or all those things. But uh, having love for uh, some, something else beyond yourself in that young age is something very tough to develop. So how did that happen and what were the process of, because there's so many kids who are watching it, they might, they might be loving the animal and they might want to get into uh, horse riding uh, or want to get into the, in, in the show, show jumping. But it, how do you love somebody more than yourself and how do you learn that in the early stage of your life? I think the most important thing is spending time with the animal. Once you spend time with the animal, you really understand what a fantastic animal this is. It actually uh, doesn't do anything for itself. Everything that you do is because you make it do it. You know what I mean? So it's a very, it's a big animal and people shouldn't be scared of it. You know, actually, uh, you know, even I hate to say for even uh, any other sport or any animal, people are, you know, like, oh my God, you know, the dog will bite, you know, cat, just stay away, stay away. That parents have already instilled in their children. But no, if we are actually, uh, if the children are not instilled with that fear, uh, it, it will be a wonderful relationship. So it's something that you learn. Then there's a second aspect to it. In my life, I was very fortunate at a very young age, I was able to have a, a mentor and a coach. So I was very lucky. So when you ask this sport, how, how come I did it? So how come I chose it? It's because I had the right people. Yes. I had a fantastic support team. You know, my parents were very supportive. I had a superb coach from England who was a management expat that was posted in India. So, you know, she uh, trained me. And you know what's quite, uh, I just want to bring this in because I was only 11 years old when I met her and she took me to the Olympics. So for 20 years, 
she trained me and there was never a hiccup not once did i ever doubt her there was never once a misunderstanding nothing uh she said this is it you know when i was 11 years old she trained me right till city 2000 she was by my side so it was very very special wow and uh, having a coach for 20 years and uh, uh, it's something that even she, as you said the right team was there right support was there but uh, it is something that uh, we need to understand that uh, how do you look for the talent uh, in in this sport at so early uh because this is this is something that get develop over time it is about the freak, it's about the what to say the partnership between the horse and rider both right. so how do you think the talent gets uh, identified no i think it's a, it's that firstly you know one thing our sport like you rightly mentioned like any other sport you know your career is over when you're 25 26 you know some of them can push it to 20 you know some people 21 your career over in a question your career actually begins at 30 you know or 28 you know what i mean so you've got a lot of years of patience a lot of years of bonding with the animal and you go through different animals because every stage is a different horse you know it's like you yeah. drive your first car the first car you sit on when you're 18 years old to learn you don't sit in a road horse you know or you don't sit in a sports car you actually yeah. sit in a simple car just to learn then you gradually progress to better better cars as you get better the same thing with the horse world as you grow and as your years go by you identify which horse uh, has that ability which horse can take you to that next level which horse do you have bond with and actually so because you have to work together you have to you 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 have to one with that horse so it's really really a special special feeling when you're actually competing uh it it's 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 i've competed nationally even in other sports so i was a very good sport person i mean i was very sporty so i used to love sport, all all other sports but the feeling with with a horse was totally unmatched yeah and how much of that feel is actually mental physical and emotional how is the percentage of that Oh, it's a very good question because really it is so emotional. And even you know, when I used to compete at the top level, it was quite interesting. And I even tell my students today that physically I was never tired, but mentally exhausted because of the stress factor. Because you're dealing with an animal that you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's yeah. an animal. You know, at, at, at the end of the day. Secondly, in our sport with the three-day event thing, it's cross-country where it's dangerous. So you're traveling at you know very fast speeds. Uh, 4 kilometers up and down hills undulating terrain uh, and the horse has never seen the course you know so it's it's quite dangerous so mentally it's exhausting yeah uh, so i again I, probably a lot of questions which are coming are so fast from my side because that's my uh, inquisitiveness about the thing uh, about the whole liking because yeah it's uh, i'm very close to animals personally it's like i'm brought up in an animal loving family and uh, oh, So yeah, and my wife is actually she's a animal uh, communicator. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so it is like for us in the house, it is all about animals all the time. <laughs> so that's why, and, and as, as I that's mentioned really earlier, my, yeah, and as I mentioned, my sister is being a equestrian uh, at the at yeah. the young age, and uh, so this is this is something where probably my questions are coming out with a lot of enthusiasm. But let's uh, move to the other other chapter when after twenty years, when the with your coach you actually represent India in the Olympics. so uh, you obviously had won the india jersey before that so what was the feel when you actually the 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 dream of a four year boy uh, preparing the speech to represent india uh, actually took, uh, turns true when you actually get to wear the india jersey the tiranga on your jersey so how was that feel it's unexplainable it, to be honest uh, you know i keep telling people it's something you cannot buy it's something you cannot be just given you know you earn it so when you wear it it has a different you know carries a different weight Uh, which is special, you know. When you wear that flag, I'll, I'll, I'll wear the blazer. Sorry, not the flag. Uh, you know, you, you, it's a very proud moment. The next proud moment for me is always uh, 
uh, you know, always for me is when I'm in the ring and I see the India flag because all different different flags are there from different different countries. And in my sport, I'm the only Indian, so I know that flag is flying only because of me. So that gives even a even more special feeling that you got to do yeah. justice to that flag. You know, that is most important because you know they only hoisted it because of you. So not only that, the billions of people in uh, India who are you know banking on it, but you got to respect that flag to such an extent. So it's for a sportsman. These are the things that make it special. You know, that's what we do. All the sacrifices, all the failures. You know, there's so many things. One success, and you're like, yes, you have another four years of failure. You know, which people never realize. People only look at the success. But actually, we go through a lot of failures as well. But it's about never giving, going through that, a lot of sweat, a lot of sacrifice. Then when you actually get there, you wear that blazer, you see that flag, and you're like, it's all worth it. Yeah, and I think uh, for for your sport specifically, I think the failure is a different aspect because uh, you can't take your anger out on anything because your partner is a, such an amazing animal. Yeah. Uh, and it is something that you you get the failure failed to yourself and you have to improve it better with the better partnership. So I think it's a amazing humanity lesson. I think uh, always, uh, over the course. Always, it builds character to another level. I promise you that. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that is something that uh, and we are all uh, waiting to see that uh, uh, book and uh, try, go, going to read that for sure uh, with with the whole stories. Uh, but coming as athlete level, as you said that okay. Uh, when you know that you are the only one for whom the flag is actually uh, flying high and uh, you get, you go on to next level and you actually win medals at the Asian Games and the Asia Pacific Games. Uh, so what is that level? Because now first is competing. Right. Uh, Olympic is all, not, it's not, all, winning the medal is a different level, but right. getting qualified for Olympic and competing is the, is the different level. But yeah. in different tournaments in Asia and, and uh, other championship, you actually go on to win a medal for the country, and you know you are the only one. It's not like the whole, uh, the, it's not a contingent of thirty people or hundred people yeah, going yeah. for that sport. So, how does that feel when you when you see that? No, it feels great. It really does. But again, you know, it's a hard one because as an athlete, you know, you know, we all would like to win, but it's the journey that you've gone through. And with an animal, you know, we always point at the horse. You know, always say it's special for that horse. You know, because he's gone through it with you. You know, and there are lots of times. You've had crashes or you've got injuries and he's got, you know, he's not been at his peak performance. You haven't been at your peak performance. So there's so much that goes in. So when you're on that podium, it's a very special feeling. It really is. I mean, it's just for every athlete dreams of it. But I always tell people that even if you don't, you've got to enjoy the journey. And the amount we've learned in that journey, you know, that's what's going to hold us in good stead to whatever we do in life. As a person, that's how you are. If you're an Olympian or if you're a person that's competing at the Asian level, you know, you're a disciplined person. You can't just reach there without being disciplined. Even in today's day and age, I'm up at 5.30. If I have a lesson, I'm never late for that lesson. You know, if I tell somebody uh, 6 o'clock, I always tell them 5 to 6, you're late. You know, but that's instilled in you because of the of, of, of sport. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Imtiaz, as we say, this is this is not a sport which is widely uh, played. Uh, it is not as a, still not for the masses. And uh, uh, so I'm, I'm sure the Federation was there and you have worked with the Federation as a player and beyond that as a coach and all those things. What kind of thing that you see have changed over the period uh, of your journey uh, and beyond that with, so with the Federation? Because it is getting more and more professional in all aspects. So yeah. uh, what has happened? You know, the one thing that has changed is that, you know, the sport was a very army-dominated sport only because, the, um, you know, that's what they should compete yeah. against. And I was the only civilian. I was the first civilian that represented India, the Asian game, first civilian to medal, first civilian to <laughs> There were many firsts. But I was the lone ranger. You know, I was the one who tried to decide that this is the path I want to choose. Now it has changed. So in 20 years, uh, you know, this events are now being held in civilian centers, in riding clubs, uh, you know, uh, 
the sport has uh, grown uh, drastically. So even like even riders, they like to compete. I was the only one. Now they're 500 to 1,000 at every event from, uh, you know, at all age groups. So it's wonderful that the sport has grown in that direction. And what we hope that, you know, we get more and more Olympians. So even more and more, you know, international level riders. Uh, and we've already seen that, you know. Uh, when I was there, I was the only one. So now there are several. So I'm really, really happy and feel positive about it. Yeah, and I think uh, while while we are talking about this, and uh, we had a day where uh, where where Fahd Mirza actually had a good day, uh, and so what do you see when you see a youngster uh, there? It feels great. I mean, it really feels so proud because you know, and knowing the sport so well, knowing what horses are, I know how much hard work he's done. You know, it's four years of sacrifice. Most other sportsmen think like that they do it two years, three years, or six, you know, just before the Olympic Games. For us, we have to go overseas even for our qualifying events, you know, leaving home, mm. leaving family, sacrifices, it's a lot of hardships, and there's a lot of physical work as well, not only for yourself, but for your horse, you know. In India, you have people like grooms and people that look after horses. Out there, you have to do it all by yourself. So, it's yeah. a lot of work that this boy has put into, and we did a fantastic test today. Yeah. So, I'm really excited. He's got in, in striking distance. You know, if you look at the, if you don't look at his even position, which even his position is amazing. But even if you don't look at his position, if you look at the point, he's not very far from from the from the winner. So he's yeah. actually striking distance from being a medal. And you know, what what would it do for the sport? It's just uh, amazing. Yes, and uh, I think that is what we all need to see. The what what uh, Sanya Mirza, uh, Saina Neval did to badminton with, yes. with the first medal, then the PV Sindhu is the next generation. And so I, I'm saying it's what. Uh, 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 Leander Pace uh, yeah. did, and uh, people got inspired by his bronze medal uh, about right. the individual. Exactly. So I think it, it it is everybody has their own first. Even though we are right. a country of 1.3 billion, we still have don't have a sporting culture, unfortunately. No, no, no. But I think those firsts are very very important. You very being important one of those for the young people, for people to inspire them, for people to know. Even like when I was talking to somebody the other day, even when uh, you know uh, Mirabai won her first medal, it's fantastic for the contingent. You know, day one to win a medal, it sets the right tone for everybody. You know, everybody goes there to go. Oh, my God, you know, nobody's winning, nobody's winning, nobody's winning. Then, you know, everybody's there that the pandemic is also on, there's so many restrictions. It plays on the mental health of these athletes. So to have a medal there uh, so quickly, it's fantastic. So same with Pua, to have a fantastic performance on day one, it sets the tone. You know, now he's got the energy to say, well, it's all reachable and he can do it. So, yes. you know, it helps all sportsmen and helps people back home to also believe, wow, now we look into these sports, you know, so that therefore maybe we put our child into it, you know, whatever sport, I always say it doesn't matter. You know, uh, uh, put your children into sport. Let them try it. It's not just going out to the playground and play a little bit of, you know, uh, cricket and football and come back. That's not sport, which a lot of people in India feel that is sport. No, you know, uh, our child goes every day to the uh, uh, playground and plays. So we have to change that uh, at, at, at home, at school, at college, everything. Yeah, and I think we are we are uh, taking the steps. It's it could have happened. It should have happened long, long back. But at least it is happening in the right direction. So uh, we wish to see better performance. And not have to wait and uh, every four years for this and uh, throughout the sort of journey we get to see that. Uh, so, uh, 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 Imjad, coming uh, uh, coming from your athlete journey uh, to the uh, the later later part when you actually have your own uh, training school, the the Seahorse Equestrian. So, can you please tell us something about uh, the whole training school and what's the so, philosophy behind it? Yeah. So, the whole philosophy behind was actually number one was to give back. You know, I trained. Uh, you know, I've been living overseas for many years, twenty years in in the US and ten years in Australia. Uh, and then I decided that this is the time now to come back and give back. You know, I've already achieved what I wanted to achieve uh, as an athlete. 
And my next goal would be, I would love to be, uh, you know, like my coach who is there, you know, to be to look the game for 20 years. I would love to be that person for somebody else. And, and the other thing I wanted to really come back is to uh, instill this. My question center is a bit different from everywhere else. It's a live-in place. So people can come for a weekend. You can come for a week. Some people come for three and four months. I have students who even stay, you know. So it's a long-term thing because you have to get into their lives. It's not only coaching. Coaching is they come to the ring, you teach them, and they leave. That's what happens everywhere else. That's not good enough. That's not what it takes. They've got to come and actually be there 24-7 with their horses learning right. everything. So in our sport, there's a lot of horse management as well. I've actually done a degree. I did an equine uh, master in equine management. So, you know, to instill those uh, to these younger generation kids and help them and set them up to go overseas because we don't have that infrastructure. So at least their foundation can be strong enough and when they go overseas, they're already on a, on a decent platform to go further rather than going straight without, uh, you know, having that foundation. So that was my whole goal of setting this uh, Seahorse Equestrian Center. It's a beautiful place. It's right on the beach. So we have a great training facility, you know, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love, uh, you know, teaching. So I spent hours and hours uh, with these kids. And, and how do people come there to experience the first pony ride to get it adjusted to that? Oh, oh, it's amazing because it's all, it's new for them. You know? So we have the, uh, sometimes it's just a mother and daughter, sometimes it's a father and daughter, sometimes it's a family, sometimes they're really all national level riders as well. So it's a nice mixture that you have because the whole idea for me is not only the top, not only the bottom, it's the whole as one. You know, that we need to give them as much exposure as possible and the correct exposure. So they see how it's right. correctly done rather than they look at it and they get put off and say, well, no, this is not the sport for me. I want them to have a good experience. I want them to have a play at least that weekend. Wow, we had a great weekend. Then they'll think about, oh, maybe this horse can teach us more than we can teach this horse. And, and so good. I think it is, uh, it's, it's, it's a place where uh, you go and build that relation. And, uh, Absolutely. So, so, uh, so before I come to the book part of it, I have one more question. Again, probably yes, it is yes. the child in me asking this question, probably. It, <laughs> is, it, it is about... You, over the course of your playing career, you have seen so many horses that you have right. so many different, different kind of horses. Yes, yes. So, uh, what were the, the, what do you learn from different horses? And I'm sure every animal is different. The way every human yes. is different. Every animal is different. Yeah. So, what are some of those probably fond memories uh, that you have with different animals outside the ring, and how do oh. they react to you? No, I had I have had a lovely relationship with my horses. You, even the book it tells you the first horse of mine was Rajesh. I was only four years old and this horse was a big horse and he was a powerful horse and he threw my grandfather off, he's thrown my mother off with major injury, like they broke the collarbone, he broke oh, wow. everybody in the family off. And I was only four years old, but when I sat on him, we were just one. We never, I never had a fall of him and I won my first competition all on him. We were like unstoppable. So that was the bond that we had, you know. Every horse teaches you something different. Every horse you have a special relationship with. And actually, I, I know I'm jumping a bit because I know the next question is on the book. But that's how I wrote the book because I, I, I remember the horses and then all the stories around the horses came. Because for me, those horses were so special. Even now, when you come to see horse equestrian, I have stables. And every stable I've named after all my old horses. So okay. everyone, everyone has a brass plaque and it's put on that stable because it is about them. It is because of them I'm, I'm here today. It's because of them I'm talking to you today. It's because of them I became an Olympian or represented in the Asian game. So it's all about them for me. You know, they, they are my life and I just absolutely love it. So it's all about giving back uh, to them. The one thing that they all would teach, have taught me, if it was one thing, it would have been patience. Interesting. And yeah, I think 
that is the that's a fundamental of uh, the relationship right patience yes. uh, and i think that that is so wonderful you put in and i think you're making me go for that book more and more with uh, the stories <laughs> that i want to read uh, from that uh, one uh, one more question i just had a i was just looking at uh, one company they call stable innovation and they are into uh, they are, they are the tech sports tech company for the horse riders and uh, monitoring the hall horses and uh, their performance and all those things how do you think the actual technology is playing role in 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 actually the 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 human relations or the or the animal relations how the technology is playing the role well i have not heard about that i think the real technology is playing a role mainly in the way we train so okay. it, you know before it was you know a lot of them we used to just gallop the horses and get them fit and it was all on feeling now it's all on heart rate Mm-hmm. So you know it's on Bluetooth. It's all everybody's got these smartphones, and it's attached to the horse. So it's put on the on the saddle. So we know at what speed the horses are traveling. We can tell what their heart rate is. We can tell what their recovery heart rate is. So you know whether they were aerobic, anaerobic. So it's got very scientific in getting them fit, uh, which we never had before. Before it was more like a uh, you know something that we just guess. There was always a guesstimation, and then because you know it was as inexperienced, you would get off and actually put a stethoscope. you know and they check their heart rate now you can it's on your watch you know your heart rate the horse's heart rate <laughs> there are lots uh-huh. of uh, you know there are a lot of apps now which you can put in your pocket and it tells you what distance you travel how far you travel and what speed you travel so that's where technology is coming in more in that fitness the second mm-hmm. part technology really has changed drastically is the nutrition but i think that's more science like you now yeah. feeding our horses is much better uh, we've got far more uh, it's more calculated than before mm-hmm. when it was sports or bali now it's down to every single uh, uh mineral is calculated okay so is there something like uh, the way we have the athletes have nada wada kind of uh, thing does horses also have the the anti doping and those kind of tests happening so that's absolutely for yes yes so we have to test the horses after every event so, because uh, riders are not as tested uh, were never tested uh, except for the last olympic games they started yeah. testing riders also now but otherwise it's always only the horses because they they're the ones that perform so uh they tested all the time we cannot you cannot do anything anything at all any pain killer any enhancer any performance enhancer nothing interesting so i now i think i come to the 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 last section uh from from a ch- early childhood to an athlete to an <laughs> olympian to uh the uh, the the somebody who has their own uh, training institute to somebody who is just uh, wrote a book uh, it's a uh, it's riding free what is that book is all about you have given glimpses over the period that we were yes. talking about i i know and so, what inspired you to write that book so the main inspiration came from is as i said earlier also is giving back and i think the book though i'm a sports person though it's a question and it's my story i i hope it goes to a, a wider audience to get out that through sport there's so many things that you can learn because that book really tells you of how many failures i went through how many setbacks and the resilience you never give up and you stay focused and if your dream is so true you don't let things like oh i don't have enough money or i don't have enough resources i don't have enough time you never have enough money you never have enough resources or time you know what i mean don't make it, there are many ways you can make excuses all the time but if you really go for your goal it is all possible but you have to put the hard work in you know so you can see it i mean i came from a, a fairly privileged background i went to a top boarding school i went to an extremely good college but at the same time when i decided to do this i was on my own you know i was taking some parts of the books i'm going to give you i was traveling in a truck with my horse from delhi to jaipur to even places like bihar all by myself in days in, in those years there were no cell phones also so my parents sitting in 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 in, in bombay didn't even know where i was 
Uh, am I alive? Am I okay? You know, because it was I was traveling at night till the next morning and I would get your paper and then call them and say I've reached. You know, so that sort of risk factor was there, but it was, it was the desire that I, I'm going to represent this country. You know, whatever happens, wherever it takes me, I will get there to, to happen. So that's one side of the book. The second side of the book, which is really a lovely part, is the amount of people that actually help me. You know, this could be an individual sport, but I could not have done this with a lot of people. I mean, right, like for my parents, then of course my coach Diana, who stuck with me, never took a single rupee, dollar, or anything. It was all with the goodness of their of their heart. Even in Australia, I hit a lot of failures. I was about to, you know, literally to the point where I was going to turn around and come back, and, and like literally an angel comes from the top. And another Australian family, and I stayed with them for three years, and they supported me and kept me. It was all put together to say where. Well, you know, to accomplish my dream. So it's just uh, how life works. And if you really want something, go for it, and the universe will come together. Excellent. I think, uh, and those, uh, we have, again, as I said, we get to hear so many stories. Every story is inspiring if somebody writes about their life and uh, the people, yes. uh, achievers like you, have the stories are always inspiring. But uh, something which is like, it's it's a journey of, with a partner. It's a, it's a journey with, uh, uh, with somebody who is one of the, what to say? Uh, pure, pure souls yeah, uh, that you get absolutely. to get get to work with, they get to ride right. and uh, get to partner with. I think that is so wonderful, and it just teaches so many things. So, uh, for, yeah, firstly, about when, uh, when, and how do we get the book? Is uh, is the first question yes. uh, that the, I have the, for you? The book is out. Uh, we timed it quite well for the opening games. Uh, you know, the, on the opening seventy day, it was uh, released on that day. It's available on Amazon. I really wish people would read it and. I want parents also to read it. To tell, the goal really is to tell their children to live their dream. You know what I mean? We 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 are always telling them what they can't do. You know, they can't do this or they can't do that or or, or what to do. No, no, no. Today's day, the children are different. Different. You know, uh, I was different from that. You know, this was thirty years ago, and my parents were still, uh, you know, forward thinking to allow me to live there. You know, and that's what a dream. It's a bit like the, you know, Jamaican saying they're going to go bobsledging. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no snow in Jamaica. Like for me, I one day just told my parents, I said, you know, I think I'm going to go to the Olympics in the question. I think they both looked at each other and said, oh my God, where does this come from? You know, uh, but they first immediately turned around and said, go for it. <laughs> you know, no clue of how or what. You know, the next phone call was to Diana, my coach, you know, I said, uh, this is what he wants to do. She said, oh, no, 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 this is not going to happen. But, you know, they still supported it. So the book, when you read this book, you really realize that, boy, let the kids be who they want to be and support them. Okay. Do you have a book next to you? Yes. I, I can see one in the background, but yeah. So, uh, Riding Free is the book. Uh, and uh, this is by an Olympian uh, about amazing journey. It's not about Olympics, about the building relation and giving a dream. And I think the, it's about the parents to understand that let the kids have the dream and live the dream. Uh, exactly. I think it is wonderful. Uh, that I love the name. I think there's a lot of analogy to that name. Uh, if I have to read it as, as a parent, as an athlete, as a, somebody who understands, I think amazing analogy to that name. So uh, it is wonderful to have you uh, on, on, on the show. And just on the, on the last, uh, uh, one last question about, yes, people will be reading this book and uh, we'll make sure that understand what it is, but a message that you want to give it uh, uh, to the kids uh, parents, I think you gave the message about uh, live the, live their live the dream. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the message to the new generation kids uh, about uh, about how do they can actually learn a few things in their life to be a better human. What I that think could be. I would say the the best message that I could give them is that there is no 
uh, short chain for hard work. Okay, you have to get up in the morning and you have to show up to work. That's your rule number one. You know, in order to be anybody in life. So you know, uh, it doesn't just things don't just come to you. You have to go and get them. So you know, make the most of your life. You only have one life. So you got to make the most of it. Make it count. You know what I mean? Uh, live your dream. Go for it. Don't live in your comfort zone. Don't hold yourself back. Don't make excuses. You know, it, all, there's so much talent in this country. If only they would just get out of that comfort zone and go go for it, uh, we would have uh, more medals than or not only medals, anything in life. You know, most successful people, uh, it's their work ethic, it's their discipline, it's their determination. That's why they're successful. They're not successful because they're talented. Everybody's talented. You know, but you have to put the other three to make it happen. So I really hope the younger generation are listening and saying, listen. You know, bridge the gap between the impossible and the possible is in your hands. Yes, I think wonderful, and uh, I'm I'm sure the the viewers and listeners are going to really enjoy uh, this chat. And uh, for people, uh, the the link for the book will be in in the description. Uh, you can find it here as well as obviously on Amazon. It is available. Imtiaz Anis is a name that doesn't need an introduction, <laughs> and I'm privileged to have him here. Uh, so Imtiaz, it's wonderful to talk with you, and uh, thank you for being on Sportsy. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for giving me the platform to spread uh, the word of uh, sports. Yes. Thank you and uh, wish you all the best and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for liking and thank you for sharing. But please do subscribe on our channel, Sportsy Says, and help us spread the word about Sportsy. We go with the same handle, Sportsy Says, across all the social media platforms.